Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Why don't we throw it back to you, Bridget, and you can kind of expound upon your your opening shift here. Yeah, so, I mean, it's it kind of self-explanatory only in, in the way that I, we've covered it every single podcast and we've done how many since the season started. Uh, we were twice a week or three times a week. We just come on here and talk about how good he looks um, and how while he fits where he does. we I mean, when you think about where he started the season, he started on the third line, but how long did that last? Now he's consistently the second line center. It almost feels like you couldn't have asked for this to happen at a better time that someone just happened to develop into the exact role you needed to fill. And you can't, you can't just get rid of that. Like this fell into your lap that he was perfect. He was the perfect solution and you had him in your system. You can't just be like, Oh no, you you can develop a little bit more somewhere else. It would be, it's, it's a no brainer. It's a no brainer. Yeah. And Jim Montgomery was asked after Saturday's game, and he said, you know, no final decision yet. Um, they don't, you know, they don't anticipate announcing anything until after his ninth game. But, you know, then in, like in the same answer, he said he's played great. He went on to say, you know, like just praised like every part of his game, said we've got a hockey player on our hands, like clearly loves what he's seen and, and for obvious reasons, like how could you not? So, um yeah, you know, from the Bruins' perspective, like, I guess I I get, you know, you don't announce something before you really have to, but it would be it would be stunning if they sent him back. And you know, from there, like the next conversation is does he does he last the whole year? Which I think, you know, you hope and expect him to, but you know, forty games is kind of another marker because at forty games it like trims a year off when he would first get to unrestricted free agency, which is, you know, like a whole other conversation we can have later, but like there is, there is like an effect there. So like if you send them back before 40 games, basically you'd have an extra year of team control. Um, I think that that's only on the table. If like he's worn down after 20 or 25 games and you're like, Oh, he really might not last a season. Um, but I don't really see that happening. I mean, yeah, he, he has definitely had some shifts where he's looked pretty winded by the end of it, including one late in Saturday night's game where he ended up out there for like almost two and a half minutes, I think. Yeah, um, I, I think anyone would be winded after that. Yeah, well, exactly. Um, you know, Andy has taken some hard hits. Uh, he got hammered from behind 
in that game. Um, yeah, I think it was Rasmussen. Right? Yeah. 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 Rasmussen is six foot six, got mm-hmm. knocked down by Kevin Shattenkirk and retaliated by hitting five foot 11 Matt Potter from behind. Um, you know, real, real tough guy play. Yeah, well, you know, I test aside, which tells everybody that Matt Potter belongs through eight games, heading into his final trial game here. He's, you know, fifth on the team in scoring with with five points in eight games. He's a plus five. Uh, he's averaging around just under 15 minutes a night time on ice, uh, 43, 44% in the faceoff circle. And, you know, he's, I mean, Jim Montgomery had him out protecting a lead the other night. And that says a lot. And, um, and, and beyond that, like he just go, he, he, he has, he he has, I don't know if edge is the right word. Um, but he has some, yeah, I'll I'll say edge. He has some edge to his game. Like he go, he goes to the dirty areas. He sticks his nose in there. And for somebody who it's their first month in the league at 19 years old, like, and, and he, and he's undersized. Right. And, and, and he's a skilled player. Like that's, he's a gamer. And, and, and so, yeah, I mean, everything it's, it's a no brainer. He's sticking around. He deserves to do it. And he's honestly been, he's been one of their best. He's been one of their best players this month of the season. There's, no other way to describe it. And he makes plays and his skill, his skating is evident. I mean, his edge work is phenomenal. I didn't, I didn't realize going into the year, just how good his edge work was. It's, it's Scott, you mentioned it last week. Uh, it's, it's Marshand esque uh, the way he just like, you know, shakes defenders and, and just buys time out there. And it's, it's really impressive. He, it looks like he's doing those figure eight, those figure eight drills around the cones in the offensive zone. <laughs> he's just, he's just buying himself time. And it's, he's a very intelligent player and, and yeah, they, they, They've got a, as Montgomery said, they've got our, themselves a hockey player for sure. Because of his edge work too, he creates space for himself. He creates shooting lanes and he creates passing lanes. Like I saw him make a few moves on the offensive zone on Saturday where he's just, he's making those little cuts and all of a sudden, like he knows he's drawing defenders away from the passing lane. He wants to, to try to slide it over across the ice. And to Scott and, and Scott, you, you, you called it out on online but his there was one shift in particular where he's just multiple times just doing these these not soft they're hard backhand saucer passes across the offensive zone like you know not not in a dangerous way just he's an amazing passer too he's just he's a very very impressed 19 years old i think 19 years old that's that's crazy yeah and that that same shift that he had like those multiple cutbacks and then really nice passes i think two, two of them were across the hampus Lindholm, led directly to shots with people at the net front um that same shift like he had like another movie put on defender where he again like reminds me of Marshan, where it's like a stutter step where he kind of looked like he was gonna slow down and maybe like chip the puck in deep or something and then just turned on the burners and like cut kind of turned the corner and got an edge on him and came down the boards with keeping possession. And it's like, yeah, stuff like that. It's just, it's, it's really hard to defend, especially if he gets, if he's matched up against a forward one-on-one, like most forwards aren't good enough to, um, you know, to keep up with them on, on moves like that. So yeah, it's, it's, it's really impressive. And, you know, he's, he, he's shooting when the shots there, like just everything he's, getting better defensively. Um, you mentioned, you know, the way he, he battles and just doesn't give up on plays like that, that two and a half minute 
Shift had talked about, he still ended up involved in the play that forced the turnover to finally get the clear at the end of a two and a half minute shift where it's like, he was clearly exhausted, but he just, like he has that ability to just like dig deep and never give up. We've gotten to see in front of our own eyes how he's proved people wrong for the 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 drawbacks when people went in the preseason before we really had a chance to see him like a, a, a good sample size of him. The the drawbacks people were saying were his size, um, his age, his um, you know maybe not having certain physical attributes, but like we've been able to see in front of our own eyes how he compensates and how he's more than adept at dealing with everything at an NHL uh, pace and including NHL physicality. Um, and, and you, you, you have brought this up several times before too, Scott, his other thing was that maybe he should shoot more and he's the third leading scorer on the team right now. And we saw him do it in preseason and he's built on it in the regular season. And I'm like, I don't think, I don't think proud's the right word. Maybe just impressed with how he has been able to do it so consistently because it's like, all right, we saw it in the preseason and then he gets it. So he, he does well in his first game. He gets another look. Then he, he forces his way into getting another look, another look, another look. And then all of a sudden here he is and he's forced his way all the way into the opening night lineup and into the, the lineup for the rest of the season. I think he's just proved everyone wrong that thought he wasn't ready for whatever reason he has. And you know what, for a 19 year old, Sometimes that's a lot of pressure to, to be put under and you don't play your best, but he has this personality that I, I think Scott, you probably picked this up off of him too, but like being around him. He just like got the quiet confidence of someone who feels like he fits in and feels like part of the team and, and feels like he's exactly where he should be. Like to him, he doesn't think, Oh, this is scary. Cause he's like, ah, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. So I've, I've liked the way his he's dealt with everything um, on the ice. And I think his personality has really um, done him some favors in terms of um, being ready for the occasion. I agree, Bridget. And, and Scott, you mentioned, and, and Bridget, you just mentioned it as well, but uh, earlier in the preseason, how he just needs to shoot more. And, and yeah, he's, he's tied for sixth with, I think at least two other players, I think he's tied for sixth in the team and shots on goal through the, through eight games so far. And I mean, you know, that, that's, that's not a stat that's going to like, wow you but it is it is it's notable considering his age and and it's his first few first few games here so yeah it's just it's it's incredible i mean when you think about it it's like you know most most kids his age it's like when they're playing hockey they're they're taking pictures with their parents you know for senior night in march like in high school like somewhere in stoneham or you know baraka scott or wherever it's like it's like that's how old he is he's so young he's like Barely like just had prom if he even had one. Probably not. He's played, <laughs> no, because I think it would have timed out for like COVID or something. <laughs> like, right, right. And and when you're when you're playing in June, I think they're just homeschool or something. I really don't know. But yeah. my point is, it's incredible. He's, he's still just, he's still taking some classes too. So I I don't know if that's gonna continue to continue all year if he sticks in the NHL. But um, yeah, he's still doing like uh, online schooling um, while he's here. Maybe for college for what? Yeah, like Canadian University. Maybe it's also just, I don't know if you guys feel the same way. And, and Scott, I know you're just a couple of years older than, than me and Bridget, but like for some reason, and maybe it's because I'm I'm a little bit, I'm older now, but like Matt, watching Matt Potter at 19, he seems so much younger and like 
watching Sagan at 18 or Pashnak at 18 or certainly like, you know, Joe Thornton back in the day and Sam Snuff when I was really young. Like, may, again, maybe it's because I'm older now and an 18, 19-year-old to me is a, like literally looks like they're in fifth grade. But doesn't he just seem like a, a lot younger looking than like previous like 18, 19-year-olds like Lucic and all them? I think that is just a getting older thing because like when I – and Bridget can probably attest to this too. Like when I go to college games, it's like the, those kids seem like like middle schoolers and I'm like – when I was in college covering them, it's like they almost seemed like adults, like like ahead of their years. And now, like you know, I go to BU and like you know, Lane Hudson's at the podium, like at the press conference after the game, and it's like he looks like sixteen. Like it's so. I, I think that's just getting old in general. We just we just think everyone looks looks really young. Yeah, you want to know what it is? It's when I know, like, I can't pass for that person's age. Like that's how I know. Like they're that's that's what I feel like they're much younger than me. Like if I'm like you, you find out to retire your college student ID. Like yeah, can't get like those discounts anymore. You want to know what really got me? During the pandemic, I was at a Providence College hockey game just as a fan, and because uh, that's what I do when I have a night off from hockey, I go watch a hockey game usually. Um, and so I was at the concession stand, and I go to buy a beer. And I had a mask on because it was during the pandemic and we were out of college and I did not get carded. And I was like, do my eyes just look like an old lady? Like, do I have crow's feet? And then like, <laughs> so when I got carded at the Boston College game two weeks ago and I was like, I was happy again. I was like, guys, I do still look like a college kid, but they also um, carded the 60 year old lady behind me. So I didn't, then I didn't feel as good, but <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, kids in kids in college, it's one extreme or the next. Like they're they're they legit was a kid when I was in college. It was my freshman orientation, and I was in the elevator with somebody. I I honest to God thought he was a teacher, and and he ended up being like one of my roommates for orientation. I was like, what the hell is this guy doing here? I thought he was a teacher. <laughs> um, so like you, it, when you're in college, you either literally look like you're like seventeen, eighteen, or you look like you're thirty five. I I stand by that. There were kids in college that like. You know, they they honestly looked like they were in their thirties, and they were like twenty one. But he's and he is like this. He has this little like innocence about him too. I don't know if you saw any of like the videos out of the um the Halloween stuff and different things that came when they were all dressed as Barbie and Ken. But he still has that like innocence too. I'm like ah, I remember when I was (laughs) nineteen. I I didn't barely. I didn't see that, but I but I do know what you're referring to as far as his personality because they uh, you know you see it on behind the b and stuff in the locker room like he just he looked he's just giggly he's always giggling like you know moving his head around like you know he's kind of shy but there was a really cool moment in the most recent episode where uh before the opener they had um chara bergeron krejci tim thomas maybe rask like some of those guys go into the locker room um you know just to be a presence or whatnot and and Bergeron afterwards, they all went around, shook everybody's hand, and there was a cool moment that they captured on behind the B of Bergeron shaking Potra's hand, and and you can see like, you know, when when Bergeron was playing, like every time somebody new came into the dressing room, or you or you just heard people talk about him, they would always say like, anytime somebody was traded to Boston or traded away, like he was the first person to wish them luck on in their next team or to welcome somebody in, like he would text them right away, whatever, and. Obviously, Bergeron just retired and has all the reason in the world to just kind of like, you know, chill and kind of block hockey out for a little bit. But like he went up to Patra and like, you know, call, like, shook his hand and um, called him by his first name. Like, hey, Matt, and like, like congratulated him. It's like 
it, you just see how personable he is, even in retirement. And I thought that was a really cool moment because, like, they shook hands and and you see it on on footage. And it's kind of like a cool little passing of the torch, unofficial passing of the torch moment that was kind of captured. Yeah, and another uh, good behind the scenes moment that the Bruins tweeted out was uh, after the after his two goals in the game in Anaheim, he he got the game puck, and he like get you know if you get the game puck, you have to like get up and say something or whatever. And as soon as he started talking, like the whole team cheers to drown him out. And then, and then they're like, no, 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 like, go ahead. And he starts talking again and they cheer, totally drown him out. So like, ends up not giving a speech. Like, I just thought that was, that was funny. Like that's, that's good, good kind of rookie hazing, like completely harmless, just, you know, funny. Yeah. And, and actually I did ask him one of the post game press conferences um, was maybe it was after the first game. I'm not, I'm not sure. I think it was after the first game. Like he's getting mobbed by the media immediately. Like he's been getting mobbed since all of a sudden he started playing well and people are like, who is this kid? And so there's cameras all around him. There's, you know, us, we're all around him. And he probably did the longest interview that day because of how many people wanted to talk to him. And I, I asked him, I was like, are you getting used to this yet? Like getting like completely mobbed and like, does it, does it, um, you know, how does it make you feel? And he was just like, no, I'm cool with it. I'm fine. <laughs> I figured. Also, little, little behind the scenes from the, uh, the Halloween day. Um, I think I'm pretty sure Swayman volunteered to be Barbie because we were in the locker room and, sometimes they get dressed like at warrior and I think they did this year, but it was after the media left. So we didn't actually get to see them in their costumes unless you, you know, went to the hospital visit. Um, but like, we were just kind of like asking guys like, you know, who, what the theme was, who they were being or whatever. And, you know, they said like Barbie and Ken and Beecher was like, someone has to be Barbie. So I'm pretty sure it's going to be either me or Patra. Like they're going to make, one of the rookies be Barbie and uh, end up being Swayman who, like I said, I'm, I'm assuming just volunteered because that's the kind of person he is. Um, and I don't know if you guys saw the photo they tweeted out. Uh, Swayman, Swayman has a, has a wandering hand on just on Swayman has like a completely dead serious face, but his hand is like on Potter's like thigh, like upper thigh. thigh <laughs> upper thigh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I saw all those pictures. They make me laugh every time. Last year, they had Forbert dressed as Princess Peach, and he yeah. did not look happy about it. I don't think he chose to be Princess Peach, but I don't think Derek Forbert has ever looked happy about anything, though. In fairness, no, that's true. But I have a very sad-looking picture of Derek Forbert on my phone in in the, the Peach costume. So, yeah, well, the you know all these moments are great because whether it's the team drowning up Patra in his post-game speech um, or just, you know, Halloween endeavors, you know, obviously visiting uh, the children's hospital and stuff. Like, it's all, um, you know, it's good team bonding and stuff. Obviously, there's been a lot of turnover on the roster this year. So, uh, it's good It's good that they, that they can have these off-ice moments to kind of, you know, um, you know, continue to, to, to grow closer as a team.